Hey, Slingers. Welcome to another Word Slinger podcast. And today we've got a return guest with Jack Carr, the thriller writer. Uh, we're going to talk about his career and more coming up. Hey, you're looking for a jump on your own indie author career, but kind of confused about where to start? I got the place for you. Check out Draft to Digital. That's where you're going to be able to convert your manuscript, distribute it worldwide online, and get help the whole way from the best author support there is. Trust me on this one. So go check out Draft to Digital at drafttodigital.com slash wordslinger. It's the Word Slinger Podcast, where story matters. Build your brand, write your book, redefine who you are. It's all about the story here. What's yours? Now, here's the guy who invented pants optional, Kevin Tomlinson, the Word Slinger. Word Slinger. Hey everybody, this is Kevin Thompson, the Word Slinger, and uh, I'm glad you joined me for another week of the Word Slinger podcast. I um, I did something yesterday, and uh, some of you listening may be uh, here as a result of that. I I reopened uh, a mailing list <laughs> that had gone a little cold. Um, interesting result with that, by the way. Um, there were there's like forty six thousand people on that list, and. Uh, um, I had uh, maybe about 600 unsubscribes after a, a fairly cold uh, start, and uh, about 70 people uh, marked it as spam. That's not bad, as uh, as cold, you know, rewarming a list goes. <laughs> but all that to say, um, you know, mailing lists. I, I preach mailing lists as being the most important marketing tool. If you're not, you, if you don't have a mailing list. Uh, you really need to consider uh, how you can start building one. I've got some advice on that. Uh, we're, I talk about this quite a bit uh, in webinars and that sort of thing. And in author one-to-one coaching, um, which uh, I've been doing through D2D recently. Uh, I'm going to start opening some of that up, uh, making that available to folks out, out who are coming in from outside the webinars. Uh, just because it's, I've seen that it's very useful, very very helpful and very much in need. And I am mostly talking to folks who are what I call the the will be authors, uh, the folks who are just starting out who don't either don't have a book, who haven't published a book yet, and maybe they're still writing it, and maybe they just haven't figured out what to do with it uh, once it's written. Uh, but also the folks who are just kind of they've they've published, but they don't know what to do next. They might even have more than one book, uh, but they're finding themselves kind of stuck. So uh, yeah. Oh, that's 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 my that's my audience. That's you guys, probably. <laughs> Although I and there's quite a few people in this audience that are actually quite successful. So I, I congratulations uh, on your success. I mean, that's it's no small accomplishment. I was just having a conversation with a friend of mine today that um, you know success in this business is not it's not hard uh, when you look back at it, but it's a it's a real grind when you're trying to push your way up the hill. <laughs> But once you get there, you look back and you're like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Uh, it doesn't seem bad. Uh, but that tends to make us forget that people who are just starting out are facing the same struggles we did. And they haven't yet come across, you know, a process or a formula or a resource or whatever uh, that, that will help them get over the hill. So uh, that's what I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be the person who helps that author get over the hill, um, <clears throat> which I guess could be taken all kinds of ways. But I want to get you up your mountain. Let's put it that way. <laughs> uh, if you listened to the last episode, um, 
It was all about FIO. Figure it out. If you haven't listened to that, go check that out. That is um, my sort of uh, guiding philosophy in life. One of them. Uh, one of the principles by which I live, which is to to, t- to own, you know, take responsibility, own your career, own your life, make uh, decisions, take action, uh, make adjustments, but be responsible for your own, you know, success. Um, I still believe that. So go take a listen to that. Now, I, uh, I'm fresh back from Orlando in the uh, Indie Book Fest, a couple other conferences. I got some more stuff coming up. I'm going to be in Oklahoma City. If you're going to be at WriterCon in Oklahoma City, uh, DDD is going to be hosting a, a meet to greet um, at our offices there in OKC. Uh, and you can come check out, uh, see where we work, what we do, how we do what we do. Uh, we're going to have drinks. We're going to have uh, snacks. We're providing uh, rides via Lyft uh, from the hotel to the um to the offices and back again. So we're not going to leave you stranded out there. Or you can drive if you are in the Oklahoma area or, or you're just close enough that you think you could drive. Uh, you can feel free to come on out. I think we can accommodate like 80 people at a time legally. Uh, and if we nudge, nudge, wink, wink, we might be able to get a few more in there. So <laughs> if you want to come see where the sausage is made. Uh, <laughs> that's a weird way to put anything. <laughs> so it's just a weird thing. Um, anyway. So that is uh, that is today. That is right now. So, and then of course after that, I've got uh, actually between now and WriterCon, I'm at the uh, the Oklahoma Christian Writers uh, thing, and after that is Nink at the end of September, uh, and then uh, in uh, November there is the uh, Twenty Books Vegas. So, uh, and I think there's some other stuff in between there um, that I'm probably forgetting, and I'm sorry. Uh, I will get reminders. Everything goes on the calendar, but uh, everything goes on the calendar. <laughs> anyway, um, today we're talking with Jack Carr about his new work uh, and his, the, his continued success. We've, we had him on the uh, show back in episode uh, 167. You can check that out. But for now, let's hop in. Let's hear what Jack Carr's been up to. And I'll stick around after. I'll see you on the other side. There you oh, are. Now. All right. We're in. There we go. Right. That should right. be better. Let's do this, man. All right. <laughs> and if you pop excited. up, no worries. Yeah, no, I, we'll be all right. I am, uh, I'm very excited to be talking to you, though. I've been following what you're doing on Twitter and what, you know. Oh, thanks. What you got going on. So. It's, it's crazy. It's all, of course, new to me. Being I, in this I, world. I, <laughs> I started recording already, so let's just jump right. in. Let's do it. Let's do it. Thanks All for having right. me on. You got Good it, man. You. Good to see you. You're back. You I'm are back. back. I so am back. Let's just pretend like I already did an intro. Let's and uh, <laughs> this one's for folks listening. Uh, things got off on a weird little track of scheduling uh, misunderstanding of some kind, and I'm still not sure what happened. But you're here. Jack's here. Everybody's here. here. Uh, so tell me, man, what is going on? What is, so since the last time we saw you, you got a whole yep. new book out. Yep. Whole new book out. Comes out July 30th. So things are getting uh, getting a little crazy here with a two-week book tour kicking off and then uh, finishing up uh, the third novel, actually. And I'll start uh, edits on that here between now and October and probably in August here in the next couple of weeks. I'll start man, on book. Man, you are, if you keep putting books out at this rate, you're going to be an indie author, dude. 
Oof, it's gotta be, it's one a year. So it's, uh, we're on that, <laughs> on that track and, uh, you know, I love it. It's uh, what I wanted to do since I was a little kid, other than being in the, in the SEAL teams. So exactly. uh, I just feel so fortunate to be doing something I'm just this passionate, passionate about. And, uh, yeah, absolutely love every part of it. What I didn't anticipate though, with things like this, uh, cause when I started out, I thought it was just writing, right? You just yeah. write a book and then a publisher publishes it and, you know, maybe someone put, makes it a movie, but all you do is write. Uh, maybe yeah. do an interview or two. Um, I didn't expect that it would be like a small business. And I think all the, thing, although I haven't started a small business except for this, um, I, it's like everything that would be involved in starting a small business from advertising and co-branding and marketing and well, branding and like all yeah. that sort of thing um, is involved in writing. Um, especially today when you have all the access to all these different platforms um, and ways to kind of get the word out there that weren't available 20 plus years ago. Right. I think it's definitely different than it was, you know, 10, 10 years ago, five yeah. years ago. Uh, you know, everybody, you know, th that idea, by the way, treating it like a business, that's something, you know, nobody wants to think of it that way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I certainly didn't. It was a surprise. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's, I, I think, you know, I didn't expect Simon and Schuster really to do uh, anything for me because I never really thought about that part of it. So yeah. once uh, once we started getting close to publication of the first book, it was like, oh, you do what? You have to do a bunch of all these interviews, and then uh, I guess I need to do something. So I what I I kind of put it, thought of it in terms of hey, they took a risk on me. Uh, my family supported me, essentially taking a risk on me doing something that uh, I really didn't think of it in these terms, but something that has a low probability of success. Um, I didn't think of it that way, of course, but. Um, you know, I think I owe it to my family, to the publisher, to, yeah. uh, to myself, to uh, do everything I possibly can to, to make this venture a success. And so uh, studying the, the landscape, seeing how to, how to, uh, how to, to leverage different things, leverage my background, um, uh, understand these different platforms and mediums to get the word out. Uh, I figured I owed that to, to everybody to, to see if I could do it the best that I could. So uh, it's been a busy year. Point yeah. I bet. I bet. What is, so how, what are some of the things that have changed for you since, uh, since a year ago? Ah, well, I, I, you know, I found out what Instagram was. Uh, <laughs> I found out. I'm found sorry. Out a, I know. <laughs> My publicist is like, he apologizes to me all the time. He's like, oh, I, I'm so sorry for dragging you into this world. Uh, yeah. I found out what filters are and what stories are and how to do a, you know, a swipe up to this and that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's managing all that. Um, really without having anybody else to, to help you out. Um, yeah. you know, the publisher publicist, uh, um, and I have a tech person that uh, is amazing can build all these little graphics that pop up with, uh, blurbs from other authors and that sort of thing. Cause I can't do any of that. Yeah. Um, but really staying engaged is, is tough because you want to write and that's all you thought of when you started mm -hmm. this thing. And now, uh, but, I do feel so fortunate that there are these platforms where I can thank people that reach out to say, Hey, I read your first book. Can't wait for the second one. Uh, that first one really resonated with me. Um, and it allows me to get back and say, thank you. Yeah. Uh, and because without people reading the book and without that word of mouth and people sharing it, uh, it, it would not be the success that it, it is and has been over the last year. So I feel sincerely appreciative to, to everybody that's done that. And for me to be able to say thank you, that's what I, uh, I figure I owe that to, well, to, have, to everybody to be, to, to get back and say thank you. Yeah. I mean, you mean to tell me, man, you got a publishing contract and they're not just doing everything for you. <laughs> well, they do certainly do a lot, you know, <laughs> but, uh, but you kind of got to get out there today and, yeah. uh, and be yourself. Like you couldn't 20 years ago, you could have, you didn't have to, I don't think. Um, right. but to, we'll expect it. 
and people want to engage. Well, and you, uh, and they're growing up with, they're growing yeah. up with that engagement and no matter what it is. And now that it just, because it's publishing doesn't mean that, uh, you know, it could be any, it could be any endeavor. It could be any company. Yeah. Uh, but there is a level of engagement that now people, people expect. So yeah. dive into like If you're a new, if you're a new author, it'd be, the, it'd be the rare author that can still do it from a cabin in the middle of the, of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very different landscape. I mean, not, most of these tools didn't exist 10 years ago. So, yeah, exactly. well, maybe 10 years ago. Not, definitely yeah. not 20 years ago. Definitely not 20. And, uh, you know, it's a different world. It's like you have to be a YouTube star and an Instagram star. And <laughs> you Crazy. can't just be an author. <laughs> no, no. I mean, maybe some people can, but that, I think that'd be the outlier. Uh, they mm -hmm. can still get away with that. But uh, like I said, I do enjoy the engagement with people. It, it, it does take a lot out of you, though. That's yeah. There's a lot going on, but, but you know, it's better than the alternative. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the new book. I mean, uh, what's the, uh, what's the premise? Yeah. So for, it's a continuation of the first one. So it's not, okay. a, I mean, the first one's been out for over a year now, so I'm not giving anything away. Uh, and it would make sense to have a continuation with a, a character that people identify with. And whereas the first one was a story of revenge without constraint, the second one is really a story of redemption. And I like to call it a story of violent redemption. Right. Right. Um, so we're really all on this transformative journey, but in life and through really mythology and, and stories. Um, so I, I discovered Joseph Campbell back in, in high school, back in 1988, he did a uh, series of interviews with Bill Moyers on PBS and it was called right. the power of myth. And, you know, I was, of course I was very taken with it at the time, uh, because of the connection to star Wars and yeah. uh, how George Lucas was influenced by Joseph Campbell's work in, uh, in writing star Wars. So, um, just seeing how uh, mythologies and the hero's journey across culture uh, was very similar, even with cultures that hadn't had any contact. Um, there's a typically a reluctant hero. He goes on a journey he, and he emerges transformed at the end of that journey. So yeah. the, uh, the, the tr not the trick, but the, the challenge becomes doing that per individual story and also over the life of a series to have it kind of fit that model. So that, that's very much in my mind as I'm, as I'm writing, um, because it's something that I wanted to do since I was a, a little kid. So back then reading the Tom Clancy's and Nelson DeMille's and yeah. David Burrell's and AJ Quinnell's and JC Pollock's, all these guys in the eighties who had protagonists with backgrounds that I wanted to have one day in real life. Yeah. Um, I uh, saw those stories are the ones that resonated with me fitting that kind of that narrative, that hero's journey. So um, that's something that I've uh, obviously I saw that at a very, at a very uh, uh, influential point and it's uh, it's found its way into the pages of, of my novels as well. Excellent, man. And they're doing what well, they're doing well. I mean, you're, yeah. you're killing it out there. It's crazy. I, I mean, it's so, so crazy, but I think, uh, I think it resonated with the, the publisher and with readers because even though it's a 100% fiction, both stories are 100% fiction. Um, yeah. the feelings and emotions that the protagonist feels are things that I felt in real life downrange. And I just took those emotions and applied them to a completely fictional narrative. Yeah. Uh, and the second one was actually inspired by an event in Iraq in 2006 by an Iraqi officer that I worked with who was, uh, kind of stood head and shoulders above everybody else that we were working with as far as the tactical battlefield leadership and uh we had we had some pretty interesting times together uh right after the golden mosque bombing in particular and then i got word a few years down um removed from that that he had disappeared and i thought you know what what if i what if i made this a lot more interesting and made that the basis for my second novel so i got yeah. to kind of apply some of the real world experience not just the uh the emotions and the feelings this time but an actual event and then fictionalize it and uh and take it from there so it was the right time in uh in the series for this one to, to come out 
So uh, last time you were on, we talked about how uh, Brad Thor had a little bit of influence on on connecting you with the right folks and oh yeah, and giving you a nudge. Are you do you guys still have any kind of relationship? Do you still talk oh, to yeah. each other? Yeah, I talk to each other all the time, and you know, I, 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 I love him. By the way, I get to thank him, and he uh, <laughs> I would not be where I am today without him. So I'll never yeah. never forget it. And uh, yeah, he opened the door to, to New York Publishing for me. Yeah. And, when we first talked, he said, uh, you know, hey, if you write a book, I'll uh, let New York know it's coming. And he's like, hey, I'm not going to help you along the way, though. I'm not going right. to give you chapters. I'm not giving you advice. Uh, well, he did give me advice on that call, but he's like, just don't call me uh, for a year. Uh, and I said, well, he said, hey, when are you going to finish this thing? And I said, a year from today. He said, okay, if you finish it, call me back and I'll let New York know it's coming. Yeah. So uh, sure enough, a year to the day later, I called him back and said, hey, do you remember me? And yeah. he said, yep, remember you? I said, well, it's done. And then... Yeah. Uh, I'll never forget that he was so cool. He said, well, is it really done? Is it the best it can possibly be? And I said, well, I could probably edit it a little more. And so I took the next four months, edited it, got it as, as close, got as good as I could possibly get it. Yeah. Um, and then called him back again and said, okay, this is as good as I can possibly get it. And he said, all right, send it to New York. I'll let them know it's coming. And uh, then I went to Emily Bessler, Emily Bessler Books, which is part of Atria, Simon & Schuster, the same publisher and editor as Brad has and the same one that Vince Flynn has uh, or had and the same one that uh, Kyle Mills now has who continued Vince, Vince Flynn's uh, Mitch Rapp series. Yeah. Um, and she read it and loved it. And next thing you know, we're off to the races. So I will forever be indebted to Brad for making this next chapter in my life possible. Now, the important part of that story to me is you had you had him helping you. That's great, but you still had to go off and do the work. You spent a year and four months making that book a reality. That's so right. That's I all I already into it at the time. So I was already yeah. into it at the time. So it was really almost a two-year type process, I guess. But um, but yeah, it was uh, it was probably about four months into it when we had that yeah. phone call, and yeah. it was kind of like an interview. I think it was uh, he, he wanted to test me and see why I really wanted to write, and uh, mm -hmm. of course. I wanted to write since I was a little kid and my mom was a librarian. So I grew up surrounded by books and uh, grew up reading those, uh, those amazing storytellers in the eighties with uh, that I, that I love reading so much in this genre and knew that after the military, one day I would write, uh, write thrillers or I'd attempt to write thrillers just like the guys I was reading in the eighties. So, yeah, uh, I yeah. think the military um, is, is the perfect training for being an author. <laughs> it, well, there are a lot of authors that uh, have come out of that, not just in the nonfiction, yeah. but when you go back and, and look at some of the, the guys that you read in the 70s and the 80s, even the 60s, uh, you know, a lot of those guys had World War II experience. You know, That's right. In the 50s and 60s. And, All those Pulp uh, Fiction era guys came, yeah. came out of the war. Uh, yeah, a lot of those guys came out of the come out of those experiences and then used them uh, going forward. So uh, yeah. it's not uh, it's definitely not unique in that uh, in that sense. Right. No. But you know, you're you here in uh, the writing world. You're dodging metaphorical uh, bullets all the time. Uh, <laughs> you have to entrench yourself. Yeah, so exactly. you get the work done. And I look like it. I add it like I'm. I used to solve problems aggressively on the battlefield in the tactical yeah. sense, and now I'm just doing that on the on the written page. And yeah. uh, it's of course the consequences of screwing up are a lot less dire, and I have a lot more time to think things through and sleep right. on them, and then uh, come back to them and edit them and uh, make them more exciting or come up with a better decision. Uh, yeah. Or, or a worse decision, depending on what uh, what I'm writing at the time. But, <laughs> right. uh, but you have time to craft it. You have time to craft the story. You have time to think it through. You have time to edit it. Uh, and on the battlefield, you don't have that time. Yeah, that's, that's yeah it's, it's relaxed conflict. That's, that's what it, it is. That's it's it. A, I still think of it as aggressive problem solving. Maybe I should relax a bit and take a take a breath. But no, so. man, you can don't don't change your formula. <laughs> you're uh, you're trucking along. Uh, so you are. Uh, it's really kind of interesting because last time I talked to you, it was 
you were still confident. You still had it. You, you were still gung-ho on all of it. I can definitely tell you there's been an uptick in confidence, though, since the last time we chatted. Interesting. <laughs> uh, it's possible. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I just uh, – You were I, always confident, but, I mean – I mean, a lot of, like maybe less of a less of a mystery, maybe um, yeah. some of the things over the last year. Uh, I guess I've uh, just being more involved in the industry, um, so maybe that gives a little bit of confidence. Like, not it's not the the great unknown that it was back then. I I understand it maybe a little bit more. Uh, and I'm not talking about the writing piece. I'm talking about everything else yeah. <laughs> that surrounds that surrounds that that uh, publishing business that you said you had yeah, to get into. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's it's fascinating. I love learning new things, and I love uh, you know looking at things and th- saying, hey, how can I uh, how can I do this better? How can I uh, like maximize my my time? How can I make the most effective and efficient use of uh, platforms of of time, energy, and effort? Um, just just like I did in the SEAL teams. So yeah. um, I'm taking that, just applying it. I guess I would apply it to whatever I do, but in this case, it's uh, it's it's writing. Yeah. Uh, so, what are there any lessons now that you've you've learned over the past year that are going to change the way you do things going forward? You know, I, I'm sure there are. I'm sure there's a lot of uh, a lot of the smaller lessons. I'm always looking at things and say, okay, how do I how do I do it better next time? Uh, just yeah. like we do it in after action downrange. It's uh, you know, you get back from that mission and you do an initial hot wash with the guys that were there on target with you and maybe some of the planners and talk about it in a very open and honest uh, environment. Kind of take the take the rank off your collar and because you want to make sure that uh, you're taking those lessons and you're going to do it better next time because people's lives hang in the balance. Yeah. Um, and then you do a more formal one of an after action that goes out to other people. So it goes up to higher headquarters and gets disseminated so that the guys that are coming down range after you or that are training right now to come in right behind you, uh, or a couple, a few months down the line, uh, that they're not going to have to relearn those lessons in blood. So you're passing on those, those lessons and you're trying to do it as effectively and efficiently as possible. Yeah. So think that just goes with anything that I do. I want to look at a performance, uh, whether I'm out there with the bow on the range or whatever it is and looking at, Hey, how do I make a better shot next time? Or how do yeah. I, how do I do this better? And I always yeah. want to be working on the craft. I want to be Yeah. That's what I think this, pa- this podcast is, is an after action report for writers. Awesome. I love it. That's it. It essentially is. Yeah. Hopefully people can learn from other people's mistakes and, and, uh, you know, and do it better. And, you know, we're all just, uh, yeah, just our experience and, uh, hopefully we take that experience and get a little wisdom out of it. And as we move forward and then pass lessons on to, you know, our kids, our families and other people out there that are, that are interested so that they can do it better as a, Leader in the SEAL teams, I always wanted my uh, junior officers or my enlisted guys that were coming up or whatever, I always wanted them to do the job better than I had done it for them. Like right. Success to me in that realm anyway um, was, hey, if they can do it better than, than I did it because I shared uh, not just my successes but my failures, um, then, then, that's, then that's success. So, yeah. I, um, so that's, that's same, thing, same thing with this. I want to look at each and every, uh, everything I do and do it better next time to include writing, to include the books. I want to keep working on my craft and have each one that comes out be, uh, have a little more depth, maybe a little more different perspective um, and uh, just, just hone that craft as I move forward. Yeah. I, I, you are definitely on that track, man. I, uh, I admire what you're doing. I, I, I love your story though. Everything about what you've done has been very impressive to me. I mean, first of all, I, I'm just, I'm just head over for you serving your country the way you have and, and, you know, protecting my freedoms and, and the freedoms of those I love, but then to come back and funnel that experience into this passion that I share, uh, that's just, uh, flat out amazing. So oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And you know, I, I, I do get asked 
quite often if I know the odds of this happening. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I always answer the same. I say, I have, I have no idea um, because I never really paid attention to those odds. Yeah. Uh, same thing with SEAL team. Like back then when I came in, you, you know, you couldn't just Google Navy SEAL and have a bunch of information pop up. And I'm sure now <laughs> A, you know, a day by day kind of breakdown of hell week probably out there. I mean, I don't know. I assume that's the case yeah. um, because there's so much information out there. Uh, and I, actually, I don't know if that's helpful or, or not, but uh, you know, it had I, well, I didn't spend time thinking about it. I just prepared for yeah. it. And at the time I thought a SEAL team was like from the movie. I thought it was like six guys. Yeah. Um, so I was like, so that even shows like, <laughs> Like, I thought I'm going to be one of these six guys and there's like six of them already at the team and I'm in a class with like 200 people and I think I'm going to be one of these guys, but really, you know, the teams are bigger than that. Yeah. Um, so, but you still have about 80% attrition and that, uh, that holds true today and it's very easy to self-select out of that program, but I never spent too much time thinking about that. It was always, okay, it's difficult. That's one of the reasons that I want to do it. Um, now let's get on with doing it. Uh, so same thing with writing, you know, people, when I told people I wanted to write and I didn't tell too many, too many people. I mean, my family and friends knew growing up and then I kind of, you know, didn't really talk about it because in the SEAL teams, I was just focused on the mission and I was reading yeah. a lot of, I, I kept reading guys, you know, I kept reading Vince Flynn and Daniel Silva and Stephen yeah. Hunter and Brad Thor and um, you know, those here and there, but I would also read a ton of nonfiction because that's what uh, I thought I owed the guys um, that I was taking down range to prepare yeah. myself the best battlefield leader I could. So reading everything about where we were going in the world, um, lessons learned from people that had been there before, uh, tactics, whatever, just getting myself to studying terrorism and insurgencies um, uh, in general, and then specifically yeah. to where where we were going. Uh, then all of that kind of came together, the what reading I'd done growing up, uh, the stuff I continued to read in the military and the thriller genre. Uh, right the study of charism and insurgencies and then the experience from my time downrange kind of all kind of came together at the right time. But the same look I would get from people when I said I wanted to be a SEAL was the same look I would get from people when I said I wanted to be an author. <laughs> They're like, oh, that's nice. It's kind of like, that. oh, that's nice. Like you'll grow out of it. Like that's, yeah. that's the kind of, that's what you get. Um, and it always made me angry when uh, people would uh, kind of look at me like that and say something in a way that uh, you knew they didn't really mean kind of like, Oh, I'm sure you'll be the one that makes it. You can do it. Like, <laughs> you'll be, you'll be the one yeah. that makes it. <laughs> so same thing with writing. Like you get that same sort of look from people that same tone when you tell them you want to write. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And so I would discard it, you know, completely. Um, yeah. I, I it's almost it. a little pat on the head. Like exactly what it is. Yeah. You know, exactly. You're, you're, you're going to be all right, kid. <laughs> uh -huh. Wait till you see what it's really like in the real world. Like, yeah. And that always made me go. Uh, so same, yeah, same look. Say so you got when I told people I wanted to be a SEAL, same one yeah. when I told people I wanted to write uh, in this genre. Um, so I just kind of discounted the odds, didn't pay attention to them, and focused everything on on the doing. Fantastic. Well, look, we're we're out of time, uh, which is sad because <laughs> I love talking to you, man. Um, I'll do it again anytime you we'll want. We'll do it again. We'll do this awesome. again. You and I could start co-hosting a show, buddy. <laughs> uh, so tell everybody where uh, where they can find you. And the book's coming out on the 30th, July 30th. July 30th, True Believer hits shelves uh, in all formats, audio, ebook, hardback. And uh, the website is officialjackcar.com. And on the website, I go into a little more deep dive in weapons and gear, that sort of thing. Uh, for, so people that are interested in more of a deep dive on that can 
can go to the website. There's a bunch of other stuff on there as well uh, and update it very frequently, actually. Uh, and then um, Jack Carr USA on the social channels. And Instagram and Twitter are the ones where it's me. I do have a Facebook, but three platforms was just too much. I knew that was way too much for, yeah. for me. So things yeah. do get posted there, but uh, if people reach out, it's uh, no one will respond. Um, okay. uh, Instagram <laughs> and Twitter are the ones that I actually I respond and that I, I engage with uh, with people on. So yeah, yeah. Uh, that's just how it goes. I've seen I see you on Twitter a lot. I don't I, I'm still not Instagramming. Okay. <laughs> I mean I am and I'm not. I'm just not good at it. I'm gonna have to take a page out of your book. Now. All right. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you so much for uh sticking around and uh, chatting with me, Jack. I know we had some Absolutely. difficulty at the beginning. No worries. Uh, Thanks for having me on. I sincerely appreciate it. You got it. Everybody else, thank you for sticking around and uh, hearing us out. Uh, right now, you're probably hearing the groovy bridge music. You may dance in place at will. And uh, stick around. We'll have some words of wisdom on the other side. And I will see you there. Hey, how you doing on money? I know it's a touchy subject, but uh, I got something that may help you out. See, I'm using an app called Acorns. It helps me manage some investing, uh, put some money back, get a little interest. It's kind of nice to watch my money grow. So I want to share that with you. Go to kevintumlinson.com slash acorns and you'll get some free money. See you there. You know, I know a lot of times people do little ad spots like those and, uh, they're, maybe they're paid for it or whatever, and that's their incentive. But I wanted to uh, take a second and just tell you, <laughs> that whole Acorns um, investment thing, I use it. I legitimately use it, and I have legitimately made money from it. Um, I, In fact, for about, I had Acorns for like a couple of years, um, <clears throat> and just had it sort of around doing the roundup thing without paying attention to it. I forgot it was there. Uh, when I did finally log back in, I actually had to go and find, had to have uh, reset the password because I couldn't remember what, the password that I'd used and I couldn't find it. Um, but over the course of like a year and a half to two years, it had uh, rounded up enough money that there was like four grand in that account. Um, <clears throat> so I started adding to that. Uh, I put about, uh, you know, I still round up, but I also do periodic and uh, just one-off investments. And, um, Sorry, I had to clear my throat there. And uh, I have it set to put about you know $200 a week in that account. Um, and I'm about to up that. I'm about to start putting a, a solid you know minimum $1,000 and probably more each month into that account. Uh, because it just they invest all that and it just grows. It's on, it's on autopilot. And they have um, IRAs you can get and you know a spending account that you can set up. It's like a debit account. Uh, that gives you like extra uh, roundups or points or whatever. And there's merchant stuff that you can do that uh, adds money. And of course, when if you go join it, then uh, you get, I think it's $5 right now, but you know, you get five bucks and I get five bucks. So um, free money <laughs> with no contracts or anything. So that all sounds so fake and sponsored, but uh, it, I, I, they don't actually sp- you know, they didn't reach out to me to sponsor me. I didn't reach out to them. This is an affiliate thing. I'm going to be honest. This is a sponsorship via affiliate. So um, that's what I'm doing. <clears throat> Full disclosure, I guess. Um, but um, it works. It works so well for me that I, I thought, you know, I want this to be a part of the show. And as authors, money 
is something that uh, can be a little tricky for us. So uh, I like the autopilot approach to everything. Uh, you may have better investment tools, better uh, financial advisors. Um, you know, I hope you do. <laughs> but this is uh, for folks like me. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to bother with a portfolio per se. I want to have it. I have other investments, but this is the one that works the best for me and the easiest for me. And so, you know, it's it's up there. Uh, I'm going to get quite a chunk of money in that thing now. And uh, my, my personal investment has not been that much. But I would rather throw that money into that than a savings account. Um, although I have a savings account. But, I mean, I'd rather put my money into uh, that because it does get invested. And it sort of evens things out over time. Uh, so even though the market may fluctuate, um, they have a whole portfolio of things that they invest in. Uh, and to me, it's what I call the Lipton tea approach. I found out years ago, a friend of mine used to work for Unilever, uh, which owns Lipton tea. And, um, he was telling me that Lipton tea has a process wherein they get tea leaves from a whole bunch of different regions and they blend those, uh, into Lipton tea so that if there's ever a problem, there's a blight or you know, a crop shortage, droughts, things like that, um, in one region or even multiple regions, the tea maintains its consistency, its consistent flavor, etc. Um, so that's how they prepare for disaster by diversifying, right? So, uh, this, the, uh, acorns does something very similar and, uh, that it's been very helpful <laughs> to me. Uh, so I think it can be helpful to you. Anyway, I did not mean for that to become a testimonial for Acorns, but I really do love that service. I love anything that, that can help me that doesn't require me to spend t loads of time, you know, doesn't create headaches. Uh, it's just a nice, safe, easy way to, you know, increase your money. And as authors, we need that sort of thing. Um, so that is it. I'm not going to go into a bunch of stuff uh, today. We don't. I don't have, I, there's probably plenty of news items, but I've been traveling and I haven't been able to gather stuff, so... No news items today, um, but I am uh, glad you came, <laughs> and I hope I see you at conferences and that sort of thing. And uh, if you're not on the mailing list, I, I need to make sure I have the form. I, I took the form down, so I need to make sure the form is back up. But go over to wordslingerpodcast.com slash podcast. We'll take you directly to the actual podcast page. Right now, I have, uh, for whatever reason, all my domains are now pointed at the homepage at kevintumlinson.com, all of them. Uh, I don't know what happened there, so I'm, I'm investigating. But if you type in wordslingerpodcast.com slash podcast, it'll take you to the podcast for now. Um, but if you just go to that site, you can also click on Wordslinger Podcast in the uh, menu bar up top. Um, so I'm going to make sure that there is a registration form there to get on the Wordslinger mailing list. We're, I'm going to start pushing out some uh, some webinars, some author coaching, some uh you know, some stuff. Um, some of it will be free and some of it will be paid. Uh, so I want to make sure that I'm covering everybody who has a need. Uh, I'm doing this, by the way. Uh, some of this stuff is, is going to be me and uh, Roland Denzel. If you know Roland, uh, he's been on the show before. Um, he is, uh, you know, he's done some, he's an author himself. He's done some fitness uh, and uh, basically the real food reset and things like that uh very health con health conscious uh weight loss uh stuff I'm, I'm completely butchering any you know 
what Rowan does. He, what shows that I don't fully understand everything, I guess. Um, no, actually, uh, he's a great guy. Works hard. He and his wife have an amazing career uh, themselves. And, um, you know, he approached me about doing this, and uh, I'm really excited about it. So we're going to have a webinar coming up soon. Uh, I'll give official details and announcements, but I'm also going to be sending that out to that mailing list. So if you're not on it, make sure you pop on over and get on there. I'm going to make sure I have that, that form set up before this episode goes live. Look at that. Look at me thinking ahead. <laughs> you should always have email sign-up forms. I don't know what I'm thinking. This is the thing I preach most. And uh, I made it difficult for people to get on the list. Uh, and just because of retooling and things. Things got dropped off. Whatever. I got lots of excuses. I can hide behind excuses all day. Um, but you should not. <laughs> anyway, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much for being a part of the Wordslinger podcast. We're... we're uh, we're at like 36 minutes now, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap us up. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful week ahead, weekend ahead, week ahead. I uh, hope your work is going well. God bless you, and if I can help in any way, of course, reach out. Uh, hit me up, wordslingerpodcast.com. There's a contact button there. And uh, we're going we're gonna to start rolling some interesting things out, so stick around. Take care of yourselves. God bless. We'll see you all next time. Slinger.